Hello and welcome to episode Unlucky 13 of the Badger Watch podcast, which looks at the county championship cricket uh, via the lens of cricket11.com, the um, fancy cricket website of our choice. And we don't know how many other people's choices, but maybe over a thousand. Um, on this league is the, well, this is the Badger Watch League and we have Bears Badgers currently on top on 22,873 points. The Chevaliers have actually jumped a, a uh, spot this week and are second on 20,460. Brian May saved the Badgers on 20,084 points. Struggled to read that. And then Spanish champs, uh, after a blistering week, uh, back down. Well, they've always been there, but they're on 16,440 points um how did we go guys chev we'll start with you what who made you jump so high in the league i'm not entirely sure to be honest i don't think it was anyone in particular it was more a combo of a number of players uh scoring quite i think most of them had over 100 points score bar uh, the th- three of the batsmen because uh, I have Ben Compton on minus 19. I yeah. left him in for the final week, even though I said I was going to drop him. I thought, well, we may as well carry him over to, to the break, but that was a mistake because, uh, again, he didn't deliver anything, so he's clearly out Nick. Uh, ben Duckett, uh, great to have him in the team, but he only picked up, uh, well, a six. run maybe or two because it was only six points. Um, and uh, yeah, so I think the top scorers really were Ed Barnard again, uh, but that's almost like a weekly uh, occurrence now. Uh, Mulaney had a good game, and those were the really the two standout performers. I would say Jamie Overton actually had a really good game, given that he, barely, he was barely on the on the on the field. Yeah, he got injured, didn't he? What happened to him? Anyone know? He's done everything, hasn't he? He's done hand and foot. He sounded like a rural disease, which <laughs> he's from a rural background, but. I was expecting to read the next line that he's done his mouth as well, but it's just happened to the Is he out for the rest of the season? Uh, I think no, so, but they were very non-committal in the press release. It said he's out for a number of games or a number of weeks. It's uh, Surrey's title hopes over, frankly. Mm, interesting. I thought they were nailed on champions last week. Yeah, they were. Well, they have been, whilst they've had the best player in the league, but now he's injured. That's tough. Fair enough. Who else got yeah. one? Else? Anyone else? I tell I you, you had a good game. Who wasn't on the on my who was on my bench, uh, but one that you've been looking out for for ages now. I think uh, Bracey had a good game. Um, yeah, he's not he like Eater anymore. He was on. Is my he not? No, <laughs> when did you drop? When did you drop him? The Tattersall. <laughs> yeah, he uh, he did have a good game um, in Cheltenham. Um, who else? Who else on my team? Yeah, I had Mulaney as well and um, Zafar Goha, who I know. Howard, you had as well, didn't you? I do, yeah. yeah. That was a good game, that Gloucestershire North Ants game in the end. Yeah. Down in Cheltenham. I mean, I think Gloucestershire set them a pretty good total to 204 or five to win, which they did chase down, but eight wickets. And Zafar Gohar got, we got five of them. Um, They, they, They looked quite comfortable six down and got quite close. And then they lost a couple of wickets right before the end and made a bit of a meal of it. But uh, I, I watched 20 minutes of it um, and Gohar was bowling left arm over the wicket to right-handers, which sounds like quite a negative line, but there was some rough at Cheltenham and it looked very, very difficult to score off. It was fizzing over the, the yeah. back right shoulder. 
I mean, Gloucester, I think they're pretty much maybe the ones to go, that are going down. They probably are going down, but they would have needed a win there, I think, wouldn't they? That's they declared, I think, didn't they? I think they were nine down, but I think their hand was forced in insofar as they knew they needed a win. So they took a chance in yeah. Northlands go for it. But that's well, they, haven't won a, they haven't won a game. Sad state of affairs for Gloucestershire. Yeah, I think, I mean, Gloucester, I mean, I follow them pretty closely and they, they've had a lot of injuries. Um and they are not a big bucks county, so they can't. They don't. They don't have a big squad. If you look at their players, Northampton like, Kent aren't big bucks counties. I know, but they haven't. Had, I don't think. Yeah, defending them, they haven't had the injuries. I wouldn't say Goss have had to go to the loan. Market. You wouldn't say Essex are a big bucks county, and they're doing better. I know. Well, it's the injuries. Then let's blame the physio. I don't know. Touched <laughs> <laughs> um, on this before, though. You've had Marcus Harris. You had Mohamed Amir, you got Zafar Gohar. Yeah. Nazim Shah, they have. I mean, yeah, there are a lot of injuries there, though, in fairness. Um, and then they've got Chap. Uh, I don't really know how to pronounce Zach Chappell. Is it Zach Chappell? Is it Chappell? Chappell. Chappell. Double P, double L. Um, he's obviously on loan. They had Van Buren, I think, was injured for a while. Um, David Payne's been injured for quite a long time. And then when he hasn't been injured in England. Yeah. So, yeah. That sort of stuff. I mean, Inevitable, but what but I suppose my point is is when there's injuries in, in small uh, squads, counties, it's very difficult to um, to yeah. sort of make up. But, but it's given opportunities to those Price brothers who, yeah. of course, they haven't necessarily been so consistent yet at that level, which is what you need to stay up. There's some real signs of promise there. They look like a pair of very interesting. Yeah, yeah completely agree. And I think also someone like Bracey, he's got a score in this game, but he hasn't been as consistent. Yeah. And then the other lads like Higgins and Dent, they also sort of are older stewards of the game in Gloucester and they haven't done as well. So. Hammond got a few though, didn't he? Well, Hammond's been another bright spark actually in that team, I'd say. I, I, I don't know how what he's averaging, but he's he's batting the best out of all of them, I think. Um, so yeah, I mean, that, that is, I mean, it's, it's a shame for Gloucester, but maybe it's a, it's a sort of, they can go back down maybe to Div 2 if they do, when they do, and then they can re-look re at things. Um, there's nothing really I said that about my beloved Ipswich Town when we got relegated to League One and four years later, we're still here. So. <laughs> another, um, another good game I was looking at the other day was, I mean, was a couple of stand-up performers. I think, like, it's nice to see, well, North Ants is one of them chasing a total of fourth innings over two, over 200. Surrey did it, and then also Hampshire have done it. It's quite nice to see that because I wouldn't—I would have thought anything over two hundred in the championship the last four or five years, you would have sort of not really bat the batting side. Would you guys agree with that? Well, well, now is it is it people win the toss and choose to choose to chase as opposed to choose to bowl? Like maybe chasing's become easier. People influx of white ball cricket, people are more willing to take positive risks chasing, and they're not afraid of chasing like they used to be. Yeah, I mean, it's good to see, I think. Um, Howard, who, who in your team sort of went pretty well in any of those games or other games, I suppose? I think I was carried by the bowlers this week. You mentioned Gohar, who had 10-wicket haul. Um, mm -hmm. Roland Jones did fairly well again. Um, a few wickets and a few runs. Then we had... Well, Harmer, I think everyone had Simon Harmer captain, didn't they? And didn't really make the impact we thought he might. He's probably in contract talks with the groundsman at Chelmsford as we speak, trying to usher him out the door. He's <laughs> <laughs> only, only got a couple of home games left now, and that's and that's the best Essex can come up with. It's not, not going to cut it, is it, Hugh? Um, 
from what I saw, there was still actually a little bit of turn for the spinners. It just looks slow turn. I, it's hard, I reckon, to prepare four day pitches that offer turn without being terrible pitches. It's hard to get that balance right, I think. Um, and maybe this time they got it wrong. Groundsmen, like umpires, like players are humans. They make mistakes. Yeah. I, I, I imagine Jack Leach was probably looking forward to his trip to Chelmsford as well, but that didn't go so so well for him. I think he was 39 overs wicketless in the first innings. Yeah, but I, I guess from an England fan's point of view, encouragingly, he did that containing job, which he's not always done first innings. Yeah, that's true. Know. He went under threes. 2.72. I mean, it was a game that stood out as not being the game of the round, didn't it? But I mean... No. Ch yeah. Chelmsford's been a difficult place to score runs all year in the sense of being positive and fluent. Like, people have been okay to make runs, but it's generally taken teams a long time. They had a, a dull game against Yorkshire earlier in the year where neither team was positive. There was a partnership between Brown and Harmer in the first innings, which was at less than two and over for large parts of it from, from memory. And and it it it's not necessarily been an easy place to bat fluently, even though it's perhaps not been as, uh, as, as such a happy hunting ground for the bowlers as it has been in the last few years. Speaking of Nick Brown, if there's anything that tells you that cricket is... Very, very up and down game. It is the fact that he scored 234 in the first innings, well batted, carried his bat, not out. Yeah. Yet in the second innings, he gets naught off yeah. the balls. That is. It is a stupid game, isn't it? That sums up cricket, doesn't it? He, uh, I mean, he's a, he's a, he's a very under the radar cricketer, isn't he, Nick Brown? He's, he's sort of the type of opening bat that probably every county wants to have and won't really. No offence to him, I hope I don't offend him if he listens to the podcast, but he probably won't be pushing for England honours. Um, he's got a quite modest average, but he's a very, very, very effective opening batsman, isn't he? Oh, you won't be surprised. I actually had him in the team early on. You won't be surprised he was not there for my, for long, especially at, at this time of the season, Jeff. There's not many players you haven't had in at some point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, ideally, well, I'm probably missing about 15, and then I've, I've had them all, really. But, um, uh, yeah, no, I did have him early on, but he wasn't really more as a substitute player that I could easily bring in and actually keep mm. the, the, the run scoring up. But he, he wasn't really uh, producing that early on, so... Yeah, I think he he only lasted three weeks, but um, yeah, had a good round. But he, he yeah, he's I, don't, I I quite rate him actually. Well, until that innings though, he'd not scored stack loads of runs this year. No. Scored no. a few, but not. It's very good that title winning year for Essex. He had a very good year, didn't he? And then yeah, and then... and he was loosely talked about in England contention then. Because um, he opened batting with Alistair Cook, and we couldn't find Alistair Cook another partner, most likely. Yeah, 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 maybe that. Um, but I, I guess other players have kicked on as opening batters yeah. uh, in comparison. But, you know, statistics tell you that over the last four years, Chelmsford is the hardest place to bat. And so your runs at Chelmsford probably count twice what they do at the Oval. So maybe right. maybe he, he is better than, than we give him credit for. Maybe. And the other, I mean, the other game that I'm looking at now is Lancashire did pretty well to go on and win that game. They got bowled out of 145. Kent then they bowled well because they well they didn't they bowled okay. Kent got 270, but then they put in a mammoth third innings. Oh. Lancashire did. It's it's a really good win that. 
from from where they were early on. They'd lost they'd lost four or five for nothing on the first morning. They, yeah. Josh Bohannon's um, probably one for for Lanks that's come into a bit of nick that will be pressing for national honours at some stage. I would think. I think yeah, of, of all the the younger guys that we talk about, he's probably got the standout first class average of the of the guys that are pushing for higher. Yeah. I think he's up towards fifty. Is he a young Josh Bohannon? Is he a young lad? Youngish, I think he's sort of 24, perhaps. 25. Yeah, 25. 25. Yeah. yeah. Very good. Yeah, he, I mean, he um, was talked about quite highly. Was he in a squad at one point? I mean, I know that's that 54-man squad that he probably got into, but um, I think that was an England squad that he was talked about. And then um, he hasn't really had the best first-class season after last year, did he? No, he got a double hundred early on against, against your boys, Spen. Um, yeah, but I don't. Yeah. Uh, no offense, Gloucester. I don't think that counts for the cheap runs, though, aren't they? <laughs> and then, yeah, it's gone off the boil. But then two, I think, two second innings hundreds for Lanks the last two games. So I think one was a fourth innings, one was a third innings of the, of the match. Yeah, uh, to to set them up. So um, two match winning innings, as it turned out. Yeah, very good. And then Luke, uh, yeah, Luke Wells got a ninety eight. What you think of the hundred? But he is again. He's having a good season. He's you know if he's not being talked about, well, he's yeah. never going to be talked about though. He's yeah. he's. I think he's a a very good county cricketer um, who's arguably not that not as consistent as you need to be to be really talked about in that next echelon up. Similar to Nick Brown in a sense, I I, I guess, but a very very good first class cricketer. We said it before, a very good move to Lancashire because he was at Sussex. He didn't think he was a bit of a... They thought he wasn't... They released him because he, his white ball pedigree wasn't enough. By yeah. All accounts. yeah, and it's Lancashire's game because he's done actually pretty... He's done pretty well this season. Yeah. Um, other I think games... one other game worth touching on would be that Derby game as well. Derby yes. Worcester, where Derby were 57, yeah. roughly, on the first morning. Yeah. And managed to, to turn around to win the game. Did anybody have Anuj Dal? I didn't. No. Who you actually tipped, Hugh? I did. But, but didn't put your money where your mouth was. No, because I'm I'm monitoring transfers. I don't have enough transfers yes this year to be gambling with that kind of. I've only got eight left. I think running low. No, he's having a very good year. Yeah. Yeah. Where? Who is? Who is he? I I don't know much about Anuj Dal. I'm going to research him now and let all the listeners know about him. He's 26 years old, signed a one-year deal in 2019, and he's, well, there's not much on him in the cricket info, but he's making good progress, is what they say. He certainly is. It, interestingly, he was born in Staffordshire, yep. but went to Durban High School. Mm, and then Nottingham High School. Well, hang on, we don't know Durban High School's not in Staffordshire. <laughs> what One assumes it's Durban SA, because he's playing cricket in England. Um it's in it's in um, South Africa in Durban, yeah. I can mm. confirm. Um, so is he relatively new to the first class circuit? Then I, I imagine. So I've seen his name for a few seasons, but I think this is probably his first. This breakout year, isn't it? Yeah, he's he's got he's got three first class hundreds and a ninety this year. Yeah, and I think I think they were his maiden first class hundred earlier this year as well. So I don't think he yeah. did one before. And interestingly, say, he didn't play. One game of 2020 cricket for Derbyshire this year. Yeah. Which, considering how rubbish they were, is a blessing. <laughs> he averages 34 the ball for first-class cricket. No, 34 the bat, sorry, and 30 the ball. It's, not, it's good all-rounder stats, that, isn't it? 
Yeah, and at 26, it sort of it seems quite old to be making your name in first class cricket. Is it you sort of we've got used to people making their name at the age of 22, 23, having breakout years, but maybe that little bit more experience, whether he's played a bit more twos cricket or club cricket behind him, has just enabled him to be a bit more, bit more consistent. Yeah, I mean, brilliant. He's got what, he got 51st innings, then he got a wicket in Worcestershire's innings, then he got 112 in Derbyshire's second innings. Mm. And then he got a fifer. That is a really good week. And it's against, I mean, Worcestershire, well, Worcestershire, they're a decent county, aren't they? They all are. But yeah, fair enough. Well played. Who, in terms of playing this week, who was on a short-term loan? There's a few loans out, weren't there, this week? Or there was a few short-term signings. Washington Sundar, is he at Lancashire for a long time? I uh, think he's there till the end of the season. He's there for the White Bull stuff or the, the Royal London. I think it was only the two first-class games. I think it's the two that we've just had and then the White Bull stuff. I'm not sure he's there in September. Oh, really? It doesn't seem particularly worth it for the Royal London Cup. Interestingly, I saw Surrey, Moneybags Surrey haven't brought anyone in for the Royal London One Day Cup when they're completely decimated by the Oval Invincibles of uh, 16.4. Mm. Um, but Lancashire deemed it appropriate to bring in Washington Sundar and then not pick Mac Parkinson for the second of those games. It might be injured, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we've touched on it a little bit before, haven't we? In terms of the loan system, do we know how it, how it goes? Does someone just put in a transfer request? Can I go on loan, please? Or does a county say we need an all-rounder, we need a fast bowler? I don't know. It looks a bit like they just go to the market every day and uh, just pick whatever's <laughs> available. That's what it sometimes looks like, it looks like when, they, um, when they only pick up a player for a game or two. Um, and I, yeah. I think you can only go to one club, one other club other than your contracted club in a year. That's that's uh, that's my the only thing I think you can do. So, um, for example, sense, Zach, Zach Chapel couldn't then go to Sussex mm. later in the year. Yeah, because okay. Chip and I were down at the Oval watching Hampshire's Brad Wheel steaming for Warwickshire against the Mighty Lions. Yeah, and hypothetically speaking, Brad Wheel could have bowled Surrey out on that final day, bowled mm. Warwickshire to a victory, which uh, has his Hampshire parent club very happy indeed at the top of the table. And but, the, the notion that you can just sign, or if you're Hampshire, loan your, your best reserve players out to teams that are playing your, your closest rivals seems a bit of an odd one. Yeah, but yeah. If he can't get into Hampshire's team, is he really going to run through Surrey? I mean, it, it, you can't say he's not going to. This is a guy that's... Has he played for England or been in England one Brad day? Brad Wheel? No. Did he not get in that COVID? No. Did he not? No, absolutely not. Um, but I suppose your point there, Howard, is that, like, theoretically, a county who is um, in a title match, you know, winning match, the last game of the season, and let's say, um, I don't know... Let's say Essex aren't in there. Brad Wheel also went to Durban High School. Sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> and let's say let's say Essex aren't in the title race, but uh, Hampshire and Surrey are for some reason. And Jamie Porter gets loaned out to walk to, to to Hampshire. That technically could be a a thing, couldn't it? And he bowls out. Sorry, I mean that that seems like the loan system allows something. Like but it's also a strange one because if you think about teams in national selection and whether they players are pulled into even to just 
bring the you know bring the drinks onto onto the field hmm. uh, but they're unavailable for your for the, for your own county and then you've got clubs just bringing in a player for a game or two games at a time instead of just looking at what they still have in their second or third second team and below and just bring players up i mean yeah you know for one game or two games it just seems silly that you're that all all the not just, not just one county but all the towns are able to do it and to approach it in this in this particular manner either you have a good transfer window at the start and you sort out your squad for the season and deal with unavailability and injuries as they come with what you've got available to you or you you create a second window but make it very simplistic in terms of how everyone can approach reinforcing their teams uh, but this on and off uh, of players coming in and out all the time, you know, it doesn't really add much to the game overall, I think, other than uh, when you look at the T20 and you've got an international player who's playing two or three games. But even there, yeah, it feels yeah. a bit like you're ruining what could have been a perfectly great competition if you had planned a bit better with availability. Yeah, it's an interesting one that I think. I'd love to know the transfer system in uh, the cans. Well, just generally first class cricket. And when I say first class cricket in this case, I mean sort of the whole the whole piece, um, professional English cricket. But I think, I mean, Howard, you said, could we, you know, on the WhatsApp group, you said, could we benefit from a, a transfer style system? I'm sure we could, but it's probably not going to look like a traditional football transfer system, maybe. Um, yeah, and that that was all, almost triggered, I guess, by by seeing the likes of Sibley batting against Surrey this week and similarly the week before we had Coda Cadmore batting for Yorkshire against Somerset mm -hmm. so two guys turning up to play against their future employers where they've already signed on for next season is their heart in the job I mean it's, it's a sort of um, I guess on, on one case it's a, an interview but you've already got the job isn't it, it yeah it, how, how hard are you going to try for your for your county that you're leaving at the end of the year yeah, yeah. Um, it, and it's, it's something that would you it's unfathomable unfathomable that it would ever happen in the Premier League in football, for example. Could you, yeah, could you have a situation where you know, someone is um, batting for one to stay up and one to go down in Div, two, in Div 1 and, you know... You, you, you would almost think that you in football, it would be a transfer and a loan back type situation if it was inside the, the transfer windows. Yeah. Whereas in cricket, it is simply the end of a contract and then you have a window from well the window that window is now open where you're allowed to talk to players from other counties who are at the end of their um, at the end of their contract um, so you can have a chat to people then about coming to play for you next year um, and I guess some some get agreed but there is nothing governing what they can do for the end of that season because like yeah. we've said they're in contract. Mm. Um, and it's not like football where you're paying severance in effect the transfer price yeah. cancel that contract they are still under contract to, to, to that original club so perhaps, perhaps it's just a timings thing with the, the optics of it from a PR perspective then maybe, maybe you just pe people can sign on for their county the next year you just don't announce it until after the current season has finished because as a, as a few diehard Surrey fans or Warwickshire fans in this case do they want Sibley going back to play against his future employer, or would they rather see a young Warwickshire batsman get blooded at the top of the order now? For them, but they would say that for the whole season, whereas actually it's in Warwickshire's interest to have a test match proven, to an extent, opening batter, trying to keep them up in Division 1, frankly, as opposed to having 
uh, a kid from the second team uh, come in who who's not got that quality, wouldn't you say? Yeah, yeah, that's a fair point, particularly in their case. I guess if if they were comfortably mid table, not challenging at the top or bottom, then perhaps perhaps it's a different it's a different case. But I will take the point that they they need the points. Hmm. So, so, so is that? Is there a window then at which you can start approaching players, which is why now we're seeing, I'm just on yeah. the, the cricket website. I mean, you've got Jack Taylor at Gloucester signing a new two-year deal. You've got McManus has turned his loan into a full-time deal. Benny Howell's gone from Gloucester to Hampshire. Um, Kent has signed Everson from Nottingham. Milnes has signed for Yorkshire from Kent. Sanderson Proctor have gone new deals at Northampton. And then a big talking point is Patterson to leave Yorkshire at the end of the season but is that I mean all of those people we we could probably go into why they're leaving and stuff but is there yeah. a window now in which it's open and people can start approaching as well, I, I understand it that window's open yeah, yeah. I, it comes down to if they're out of contract and I think that's a, that's where it's a bit different so it's the same in football if you're out of contract at the end of the season you can start talking to other clubs in January or yeah. from, from January onwards so yeah. it's not like they leave until the end of the season it's just uh, and, in, and you've got, you know, others, there's plenty of sports that start sorting out their teams for the following year yeah. uh, uh, in the August, September window. Uh, you know, that's across sports, I think, relatively similar. Um, so I'm not really, the transfer a bit, I'm not really that concerned about it. I think it's more the, the, the loaning element throughout the season that continues to happen or signing players on short-term deals all the time that can actually have a real impact on league standings and, and outcomes of games in, in whatever format you, you pick. But because yeah. you, there's nothing regulated there, mm. that's where I think you can have a real impact on uh, on tables and, and who actually wins a, league, wins a division or a league at the end of the day. And I, yeah. I, that's where the, the focus should be in terms of being a bit tighter what, what, what is allowed this is, and, and not have these short-term fixes everywhere or what feel like short-term fixes all the time. Yeah, uh, yeah. Different from the transfer. But, but at the same time, to just play devil's advocate, I, <laughs> there is a huge imbalance of power in county cricket between the haves and the have-nots. The haves being test match grounds, um, with counties with test match grounds and in exceedingly bigger budgets than those without. Um, and as a result, they're likely to have bigger and deeper squads. And there are probably moments at which... Uh, you know, some of the, and I don't mean to be disparaging, but, and it's always seems to be Leicestershire we pick on, but some of the Leicestershire sides that we've seen this year, or maybe Sussex, do so well against a sort of, I wouldn't say a Surrey second team, but a Surrey one and a half team, which is half and half. Um, purely because the budgets of the county are different and the ability to retain a squad of so many players is, is hugely different. So actually to the loan system does work to equalise that platform a little bit in that someone like, I know he's injured now, but Gus Atkinson at Surrey has hardly played much championship cricket this year, but, you know, he could have played a bit more championship cricket and I know they're probably managing his workload. Um, and ironically now with all the injuries Surrey have got, thankfully they have got lots of squad depth, but in another world, you know, you could have seen him playing some championship cricket at Derbyshire, as an example, who have really struggled for seam bowling. Yeah, I think, and that goes back to this point when we talked about Gloucester, right? They, they've they been depleted with injuries. They don't have a budget to maintain a big squad. And the budget is, well, they do get international cricket in the one-day stuff, but it's... Oh, actually, sorry, that's that's 
really good timing. When I was listening to the Gloucestershire North Ants, or watching the Gloucestershire North Ants game at the, the end of it, um, they were also interviewing the Gloucestershire chief exec. Yeah, Will Brown. I cannot remember. Will um, Brown, I have him on LinkedIn. Good. Um, he, he was, he was, they were talking about the 100. So the 100 gives them a 1.3 million pound subsidy. Mm. They are loss making without that subsidy now. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they voted for it. The, the yeah, and, and actually Surrey and Sussex, I think, were the only two that didn't. But mm. like fundamentally, they need that money. And yet look at still how fragile that ecosystem of Gloucestershire cricket is with the squad they've got. Now, arguably, you could say some of that 1.3 million might have been spent on some of their own overseas players who've got injured and whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, you know, it's not a deep squad. And <laughs> not not everyone... And, and and actually, Gloucestershire are probably ahead of some of the, the other smaller counties because they do get international cricket at Bristol. So that is a, a lucrative option for them. But you yeah. could also argue that they waste their money on international signings, short-term signings, where they could look for players who may not get as much game time elsewhere in the county game and move them across and add them to their squad. So I'm pretty sure that those international players are not coming for free and you could actually spend that money a bit more wisely. So it's also their own... Which I agree, but you can only get people at once a year when they're out of contract and is Gloucestershire the most attractive prospect? Do they, you know, it, it takes time for that reset, which I guess Sussex are trying to go through. But actually in the meantime, you, you have to plug that short-term gap with overseas players. I think it's a tough one. I think, I think, it, I think it, I, I'm just intrigued in the whole system itself. I think like the loan system seems to be good sometimes. Chev doesn't like it sometimes, but it is, it, it has worked in others. I mean, McManus is a, is a successful one. He's gone on loan. Rossington, also successful. Yeah, so it's just an interesting system, which I wonder, like Howard said previously, is it, could it be enhanced? Could we, I think it'd be interesting to, maybe I'll send Will Browns a LinkedIn message and say, will you come on our podcast? You know what? I hope it was the chief exec, but it was someone from the board, at least. I I assumed it was the chief exec. He was, I've I've put my size dense in it there. It sounded like the chief exec. Maybe it was (laughs) the chairman. He spoke with authority. He spoke with authority, correct. Talking of depleted squads, we have, as a team of Badgers, decided to enter the cricket11.com. Oh, that was seamless, Ben. That was lovely. .com's um, website. And we are on the Royal London One Day Cup League. And we are actually coming after the round one today first. Um, because we know what we're talking about. We're genius. We know what we're talking about. But what was apparent to me today selecting my team was the lack of players available for selection. I mean, who struggled? I struggled massively. I, I struggled, but at the same time, I quite enjoyed it. Like, I, you could find some real value in some of the lads who you know are going to be playing who have been perhaps on the fringes of, of the squads. And there are some real quality players that, for me, were no-brainers. Yeah, I mean, when you say you struggle, to you, I'll read your message from earlier. I honestly don't see how I don't win with this team. It's incredible. <laughs> yeah, I'm quite confident with the team I've got. And if there wasn't a washout at Sedna, I think um, I'd be top of the whole thing. I honestly think I've got the best team in it. I, I don't see how I lose this. 
that watch out was, was so annoying. So we are the best team. I think in true fashion, I'm coming last still, which is great. Um, but the teams at the moment, the one day dinosaurs, which is Howard's team are coming first. A new name there. Where's that come from? Well, it's not very fashionable these days, is it, to play 50 over cricket? Yeah, it's true. Brian may say Badgers, 50 over team, Hughes team, of course, are coming second. The wannabe Chevaliers, nice, are um, 711 points. Third Mainly eight. because it's a lot of second team uh, stream players. Interesting. Although, if you then look at the actual team that I put together, probably not all of them, but, you know, there's, as you said earlier, there's so many unavailable that it was like, well, they, never, half of them would never be selected from my actual team. Uh, but there you go. And then mine are the 300s in aid to the fact that 50 over is basically a 300 ball competition. Um, uh, I get it. Sit it, yeah, thank you. Uh, so four... Spartan Warriors spin. <laughs> <laughs> I need some Spartan Warriors in this team to bolster me up, but I was also done, I think, by the no results game at Lancashire today. But choosing a team, I mean, do we want to go through our teams or is that a bit long? I mean, who, who, who played well today for everyone? Well, I think what we need to say before we go into it is um, please, we've got an open fantasy uh, fantasy league on Cricket 11. We do. Um, please come and join our league. If if anyone wants to, we'll 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 shout you out, and uh, perhaps you can tell us who your team is, and we'll obviously massively criticise your performance and and show why we know most. Um, but uh, please, it's at cricket at Badger Watch Pod on Twitter. Slide into our DMs and let us know your team, and uh, it'd be good. It'd be good to have a bit of discussion with you. So, well, sorry, Spen. Yeah. No, don't worry. I absolutely. Let's get some audience participation. That'd be wonderful. What else? I mean, for me, I think it looks like a competition which I'm quite excited to actually use the fancy team to actually know what's going on this year. Because last year I didn't have a clue who was playing, what was doing. But I'm just looking at these teams at the moment that play today. I'm going to hopefully pronounce his name right. Ben Geddes, is that right? At Surrey, is captaining their team. A couple of young, couple of young uh, lads in How did Surrey get on today, lads? I uh, came second today. They did. Came up against a very strong Leicestershire outfit. Yeah. yeah. Again, that, that is not a phrase you hear that often. A very strong Leicestershire outfit. Yeah, I mean, yeah, unlucky. That's but ironically true. for Surrey, the... The, the the lad who scored 120 for Leicestershire um, plays his cricket for Wimbledon in the Surrey Premier League. So if there was a real feeling that that was a Surrey Premier League eleven playing for for Surrey, they were beaten by one of the Surrey Premier League. Is that Nick Welch? That is Nick Welch. Yeah, right, well played, Nick Welch. Well done. Fair enough. Um, I'm just, I suppose my point is just to get the other teams. It's just that, that I think it opens up as some good opportunity for some young. I mean, Hasib Hamid's captaining Nottinghamshire, just things like that, basically. It, it allows other people, uh, other guys to come through, a bit of a breeding ground, get a taste of first-team cricket, even though in the guise of maybe the strongest players aren't playing. Um, and maybe gives gives everyone sort of a chance to sort of really sort of show a little bit what they're about, get some captaincy experience. What, I mean, what do you guys think about it? Do you think it's a sort of doesn't... Obviously, we've gone into doing shot that. window, isn't it? Really, like someone like Ollie Robinson, who's done brilliantly today and scored two hundred. He might get a look in for the hundred, or he might, frankly, get a look in for another county because I know Kent have just signed Billings on a long-term deal. Yeah, I yeah. understand. I understand Robinson wants to keep at Kent, and that is a that's a difficulty if if you've just committed to Billings. So 
Robinson's probably just added 10% to his salary band for, for next year. Why Ken didn't pick him for 2020 is beyond me. But uh, yeah, I, I think it's the whole thing's a shop window, whether it's for the 100 or for other counties or for 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 more airtime in, in the Red Bull stuff. It's it's an opportunity for young guys to to get out there and 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 play some cricket. It's just a shame it's none of it none of it is on TV, which is seems wasteful. Chef, what do you reckon? Who have you selected and why? Um, well, I have to say I it was a bit of a rush job this morning, but uh, I did put in uh, Colin Ingram, Pujara, which is, he's done all right for me elsewhere, so I've just put him back in. Didn't do great today, to be honest. Um, I had Harry Duke, Yorkshire, uh, on Did the bench. You? Oh, on the bench. Well, on the bench today, unfortunately, uh, which was a shame because he was by far my top performer. Um, uh, and I put Gohar in, who did all right today. He did, yeah. Uh, and uh, hopefully Keith Barker is going to be doing okay uh, in the upcoming game. Uh, he's missed as an all-rounder here, so... He's gone up uh, in, the, in the list. Is he listening to us? Yeah. yeah. He doesn't miss an episode, does he? No, <laughs> I don't think Andrew does miss an episode, actually. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting. I don't know. I mean, from a, from a perspective of uh, it's played at the same time as the 100, which is a bit annoying, maybe, because these guys. But I do, I mean, I do think it's a nice, like Hugh says, it's a pretty good shot window, surely, to try and get some form or, or try and increase your stock or something like that. I mean, There's a few names that I was surprised to see there, the likes of Ingram, who had a very good 100 yeah. um, last year. Um, Kunal Pandya, yeah. um, Warwickshire playing. Chev mentioned Pajara's at Surrey, not, not known for his one-day stuff. But there's yeah. some big overseas names that are on these team sheets. And I don't know whether they're there to try and get a hundred contract if they do well, but there's there's players there that you could see easily fitting into the hundred and, and yeah. certainly adding to the quality of it. I mean, those guys, because Pandy has gone pretty well previously in the IPL. Um, Gohar's had a great season generally for Gloucestershire when he's played. Do you think these guys, is that what they're doing, do you think? Or why weren't they picked up in the, in the, in the hundred? Is it just, they just literally weren't? Um, so the hundreds like, draft is tricky you've got to be at the right place at the right time to get right. get picked i wonder if they're on the they're there on the basis that they might get a gig yeah last minute um if you're in the country it's easier to like essex for example have taken a lad out of division one cricket an overseas pro in south africa grant rolofson they've, they've picked him as an overseas player for, awesome. for the royal london comp if you're there it's just sort of a bit easier isn't it um, yeah, I mean, also, because last season, a lot of lads turned up in the 100 that I'd never heard of, and I didn't even think they were professional cricketers, but they yeah. became household, well, nearly household names. Chef, don't laugh, that is not offending anyone. I just literally had... Seed and Benjamin, I don't think, would, would would be upset with that. The 100 made them. Yeah, yeah and, and... That lad Cullen at Middlesex as well. Yes, yeah, exactly. I mean... Well, didn't, he get, didn't he get taken off for bowling three beamers in one game? My that. <laughs> he did well on a couple of the ones I saw. He did. He bowls quick, doesn't he? So I think, like, maybe it's one of those things where, you know, this is this like like we said there. Maybe those overseas might get a gig, but maybe these guys will be signed in the sort of the lower salary bracket and might be whoever does well in these first couple of rounds will probably maybe get picked up. Um, it's quite an interesting thing to look at, isn't it? I think we're. I mean, 
we're all going to a hundred game in the next couple of weeks, aren't we? Um, some of us. So it'd be interesting. I'm really excited to go. I think I think some of us are going more begrudgingly than others. I'm quite looking forward to it. But I think yeah, some, some of our members from the uh, that club south of the river are a little bit more, a little bit more uh, unenthusiastic. Perhaps is that fair to say? Actually, just just before we um, just before we move on and maybe shut things down, did anyone see the one day tour matches that were happening? The minor counties versus the the pro counties and the fifty over stuff. Yeah, well, as 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 a former member of Suffolk County Cricket Club, I, I'm not more. I didn't pay my twenty quid or whatever it is. I did see Suffolk conceded four hundred and thirty against Kent. Yeah, Holly um, Robinson getting a few uh, yeah, on Sunday. A couple of weeks, but it's also. I mean, that's. Something like that with with formats and stuff like that. I mean, you've got looking looking at like GameCube. A couple of the Suffolk lads got a few. Does three fifties for the Suffolk guys. Yeah, yeah the boys did well. Um, just looking at some other. I mean, so I think there were some wins for some people as well. There was. Um, was no, that- I think Middlesex got turned over by Buckinghamshire. Or was it Surrey got turned over by Buckinghamshire? Lincolnshire beat Durham. It was Surrey. Look at the way the Surrey members are looking on the call. Surrey got turned over by Berkshire beat Surrey. Yeah, that's true. Berkshire beat Middlesex. That is. Was it Berkshire that had the ridiculous chase? They got something like three hundred and sixty in forty over. No, that was Bedfordshire. That was changing the subject very quickly. No, that was Berkshire. You're right, Berkshire. No, no, wasn't sorry. Yeah, Berkshire. So, good point. Middlesex get 100, 350, Cracknell gets 147, Davies 74, well, well played. And then suddenly this chap, Johnny Connell for Berkshire, gets 150 off 118 balls, whilst Dan Lincoln, who I think is, is definitely maybe an ex-professional cricketer, he is, he maybe plays some second team cricket, he's a very well thought of keeper batter and got 123 off 65 balls. That is extraordinary um, to beat Middlesex. And then we'll just go back to that Surrey game because Surrey got 272. Cameron Steele got 100. No one else really did too much. Geddes got 50. Should be enough. I think, I think Surrey were 170 for one at one stage before being 250 all out. Here's a blast from the past. Do you know who got Buckinghamshire's, um, Buckinghamshire's highest score? He is an ex-Worcestershire player, Dutch. Shares my first name, sort of. Alex Cavezzi. Alexi Cavezzi got seven. Yeah, he is captaining. Um, yeah, he is. He's captaining Buckinghamshire's team. Got 60. That's really uh, niche. That is niche. That is brilliant. That is so good. I mean, do you think, I don't know, that we, I think we've tried it before, haven't we? As a the ECB, I mean, we, <laughs> I don't think they want to align themselves with us, but. Um, could, is there a format here? The Royal London One Day Cup. Could we start involving these guys into a knockout style? You know, the old Gillette Cup, that sort of stuff. Is there not as an extra format? May I add? But, but Could we increase the participation of cricket. Yeah, yes, I think it's a lovely idea, but I don't know whether a knockout format's the right way to do it. If you look at say say Essex lose and or any any team doesn't matter, any team loses in the first round of it, then. That's a month for contracted professional cricketers yeah. to go without earning any money for their county. Obviously, they're earning because they're paid by the county, but there is no way of their county earning back any receipts. Suddenly, for the whole of August, Essex have no games to uh, to sell and no gate receipts and mm. nothing for the members to come and watch. So 
I, I feel like it needs to have some sort of group stage. You could almost have a minor counties knockout cup that presents the best minor counties yeah. side to come into a group stage potentially. Um, and then it used to be a knockout comp that involved the yeah. minor counties. Yeah, the CNG used to have the minor counties mm -hmm. in it. A few of my, my good friends who have played for Suffolk played against, um, played against first class counties. They, a couple of them played against Glamorgan at Bury St Edmunds and Matthew Elliott, who scored 200 in an Ashes Test match in 1997, a couple of years later, smoked Suffolk everywhere for a big hundred. And um, yeah, that's, 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 that's quite a step up from minor counties and club cricket, really. I once had a Hertfordshire under-11s coach who um, said to... Uh, he's got, he's, he was a Middlesex coach. I actually can't remember who he's called. But I said... Um, Oh, did you ever score 100 for Middlesex? He goes, yeah, yeah, I got 100. I was like, who was it against? And he goes, um, oh, I was against Berkshire in the CNG. I was like, <laughs> Sorry, I've just been fact-checked. It was 199 for Matthew Elliott in the CNG. <laughs> in the Ashes, obviously, he got you know, plenty more in the CNG. Very good. Yeah, but I think, I mean, what, what a day out for some of those lads in the minor counties. To, one, for the minor counties to have, they probably sold and did, the clubs who hosted them probably did really well behind the bar. The counties, the guys who've done well, who are young, maybe they put themselves in the shop window for some second team cricket this season. I think it's really nice. I love more of that. I think that'd be really cool. I didn't even know it was happening. Um, nice. I think, is there, I mean, any other business that we want to discuss? I think we've gone around the houses. I think the next probably um, probably episode will be a couple of weeks' time. Maybe we can have a little divulge, not the right word. A debrief, maybe on the on the hundreds games that we've been to. Chev, did you have a point that you wanted to raise there? Yeah, we can't really finish this one without mentioning that we have a uh, better watch first uh, in terms of um, uh, ranking, because uh, uh, although uh, begrudgingly he's in first, uh, he, he did really well. Uh, the bear on that other side. Uh, I can't even remember your 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 team name now after the. Uh, the one that we were just talking about but uh, yeah we've got we've got badges we've got an overall first i'm not, i mean hopefully it's going to last it's obviously the first yeah week. i'm sorry i actually did completely miss that by 200 points and three points you are first howard in the with 22,873 points you are first in all of the teams in cricket11.com how does that feel are you first in both tournaments no no um seventh in the one day cup Oh, oh, you both think. Uh, yeah. And where did you first, come in the first in the main in the main event though? First in the big one. So you're you're first for the whole of August. No, for the for the whole competition. Yes, 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 yes. But there's no game until September. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Right. So you will be first for the whole of August. I mean, I don't think anyone else has spent that much time at the top this year. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh. I think we're gonna have to get Andrew back on. Yeah, Andrew, well, if you're uh, listening, we want some recognition. Also, if there are any other badges there, please let us know if you listen to the podcast and maybe we can get another badger on to maybe give their, as a guest, to give their insight. And maybe, Howard, you need to change your team, Naden, to listen to Badger Watch podcast. <laughs> <laughs> some, some promo from some of the, the top order of, of the fantasy players, perhaps. Where, yeah. where are we as a league? We are not first. Oh, we've got to be up there, though. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> Look how many double hundreds we've had lately. 
Um, I'm trying there's to... a fox in the group that lets us down on there, isn't there? Yeah. Oh, there's me. Well, I tell you what, it's going to be like, we've said it before, we'll say it again. Italy and the Six Nations, we're calling for relegation. Throw them out the set. Yeah, that's true. Oh, God, please don't do that. Yeah. Um, all right then, lads. Thank you very much this week. That was on that great. note. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, bye. No. Uh, <laughs> um, thank you very much for everyone for listening to Badger Watch. Um, we will be doing intermittent episodes, I think, over the course of August. Obviously, we are a first-class cricket county championship podcast first, but as I said, we will keep the a few irons in the fire with a couple of episodes in the next couple of weeks. But thank you very much. We will leave Howard. For the rest of August, first in the cricket11.com fantasy cricket uh, league. And um, you've been listening to Badger Watch, Unspun Cricket Production, and we will see you in a couple of weeks' time. Thank you very much.